Hi, everybody, and welcome to El Valle Bajo podcast. Uh, we took a little break last week. It was my daughter's birthday, but we did have Miss Iris Lopez. want to thank her for interviewing with us last week. Uh, this week, we're back. We're back with the, what happened in city council. We got Jesus Reese with us. How are you doing, Mr. Reese? Good. Thank you for having me on. And we have Mr. South Chagoya. How are you doing, Mr. South Chagoya? Doing good. Doing good. All right. So you didn't hear from these guys a week ago. Um, we're back. And the one thing we're going to start off with real quick was the meeting for the city council was only an hour and three minutes with six seconds compared to the two hour and a half meetings we've gone and almost three hour meetings we've seen. Now, Jesus is here with us because he is the most knowledgeable person uh, about the city charter. And we have something that happened during that meeting. We weren't going to look at it, but I did today and some interesting stuff happened. So let's, let's, let's hear it out. Here we go. Would you like to sign up for item number Ms. Cruz, the item was postponed for the next meeting. Yes, ma'am, unfortunately we have. And we have moved on to item number 13. Would you like to speak on item 13? Public hearing is now closed at 619. So there you have it. Uh, Ms. Miriam Cruz, um, very upset about not being able to speak during during the meeting. So of course, I, I look to the guys and I go, this is what happened. What do you think? And, and I thought, hey, well, I mean, it got canceled. She can't speak on it. But uh, talking to Mr. Reese, he, he told me something else. Mr. Jesus, tell me, what happened here? Um, well, it seems like it was item 11 and 12, right? Which, if right. I'm reading it correctly, was a public hearing. Yeah. And um, from what I saw, from what I heard from Miriam, it seems like the, the item was postponed, was tabled, right? It was tabled to the next meeting. Yeah. And so whenever they, they had to have made a motion, they have to have gone ahead and tabled the item. So there would have been a, a motion on it. So in, in, this is a public hearing. And so anybody can sign up to speak on it and go ahead and, and do this, right? Um, however, if she signed up for both items 11 and 12, yes, you are tabling the items, um, but she can still, in my opinion, maybe she can still go ahead and speak regarding the item because for every item that we have, you have a motion, uh, which is made by a council member and this in scenario would be to table the, the item. Um, council can go ahead and discuss it. You know, why are we tabling this item? What's going on? I'm sure somebody from staff had a reason for doing it because typically council doesn't table items like this. Um, they're brought by staff. In, in this case, I believe it was Mr. Terrazas who brought it forward. Right. Um, and then they would discuss, oh, okay, well, yeah, I agree with you. Let me go ahead and postpone it. Um, however, since she signed up for both, um, for both items 11 and 12, 
she can still be granted the opportunity to go ahead and, and speak. Maybe she doesn't agree that the item should be postponed. Maybe it's something that um, she feels can be addressed now. Like, why is there a reason to postpone it? Um, but council can certainly uh, give her that and, and say, hey, let's go ahead and allow her the opportunity to speak. She did speak on it. Um, and it, it is something that can be granted to her, um, not only because she signed up to it, but also because council at any point in time can have the opportunity to go ahead and suspend the rules. And when you suspend the rules, it means we're not doing what we normally do um, and we're going this different direction. And so the same thing happened to me um, when in a council meeting that I called in to speak. Right. Um, I called in and then I, I didn't call in on time. So I was late. So they had to go ahead and suspend the rules to allow me to speak. But one of the items that I wanted to speak on was deleted. And so the gentleman who was assisting me told me, well, you can't speak anymore because they deleted the item. And I told him again, that's not how it works. An item might be deleted, might be postponed, you know, it might be canceled, whatever, but I still have the right to speak because before they take the vote, that is when the public can speak. And maybe when you speak, you change somebody's mind or whatnot, but at least you're given the opportunity to go ahead and, and speak in this scenario. Yes, it's a public hearing. It's going to happen next week anyway. It has to because it's a public hearing. Um, but if council wanted to, they could easily afford her the opportunity to go ahead and, and speak. If Jim, the attorney for the city, tells them no, then that would be a different story. Right. Awesome. Thank you, um, Mr. Reese. Uh, Sal, I come to you because this is the second time. And um, just to preface this, uh, Mr. Terrazas got an email right before the meeting that they canceled and they weren't going to make it. What what gets to me is that I, when I was in council, I had seen people not make it to talk to their for their item, and sometimes it was a a, a business, and we we didn't give it to them, we didn't approve it because they weren't there. These are big companies that are doing big things, and I understand. Is it because they're big, or I don't know why we're giving them a third opportunity to come and say this? But Sal, what do you think? I think this item has been, um, I guess, tabled, uh, for better words. And if I'm not mistaken, this is a property that it's being looked at to build some apartments. Okay. And they want to build some apartments next to the new development on on the Nuevo Hueco Tanks, uh, which I renamed it now. I, I call it Ralph. Weco tanks. Wow. He's the one that changed that name, right? So uh, gotta give credit where it's worth, credit yeah. <laughs> so, that's a ten thousand dollar name change. Don't forget. Yeah, that. yeah. Yeah. Ten thousand so, dollars. And he's still suing the city and he still has settlements, two settlements under him. So that's your district two, that's your district two representative right there, Sal. Right. So then uh listening to the uh commission meeting, uh that's what was being discussed. So the first time around that it got tabled was because the developer didn't have all the information ready to go. So the first time, that's why it got uh, tabled. So now it got tabled the second time. And if, you know, and I just want to make sure I'm connecting the dots here because if it's that development, then the second time around was for the same reason that they don't have the information ready to go. Because on the commission, what was being discussed was that uh, there's two properties that are being discussed. And what Mr. Terrazas wanted to put in play 
how many apartments are you looking at? So then they didn't have that information uh, valuable, but why bring items to an agenda item where you're not prepared? So why do you continue, you know, how I see it, it, it's a waste of time in in that sense. So maybe Ms. Cruz had something to bring to, to, to the attention for everybody, for the public to know, but in this case, uh, uh, city council, but she was not afforded that uh, opportunity. And like she expresses her, her frustration, well, this is the second time around. So I'm pretty sure there's going to be a third time around, whether it gets tabled or now it gets discussed. But, you know, that's where city council also needs to, you know, uh, or, or whomever it is, in this case, it's probably Mr. Job Terrazas was putting it as an agenda item and just be a little bit more observant and talk to the developer. Hey, we already put it once. We already put it twice. This is a third time. Are you ready? Are you legit? Because if not, then don't bring an item to me until you're ready to do so. So yeah, that's how I see that. Yeah, Sal, that, that's horrible. And this will be the third time they get they get this going. Uh, you know, uh, I'm talking to you guys when things like that happen. Ms. Miriam Cruz is somebody who actually goes to almost every other, goes to every meeting, talks about every item, and there is no malice in this. There is she's nothing like that, but she does put things in in, in words, or she does say thing, a lot of things about, and she does talk about every item. So, right. you know, I learned something new today from Mr. Reese, <laughs> uh, and those are things that that we learn as we go along, which is great, and that's great that our audience actually learns that you can talk about any item, no matter if it's canceled or it's not. Okay. Yeah, Alex, and uh, and I wanted to, to say something else. So in this particular scenario, the items were both tabled as one, right? Um, yes. Both items were, were tabled. However, something for us to keep in mind, um, if the reason was because the developer wasn't ready or because they weren't there, the public hearing is for the public. Um, the developer or the owner for any uh, ordinance change, they're welcome to speak during the public hearing portion but the public hearing is in essence for the public. So the public can provide input as to what they feel about that specific ordinance. If you notice, you always will have a public hearing as an item followed by a subsequent item right after it, which is a second reading and adoption. And so you basically have your public hearing. People can go ahead and sign up to speak. Council isn't voting for the ordinance just yet. They're just hearing people talk. And then you have the second reading and adoption of the ordinance in which case that specific item you can maybe table. You can still allow Ms. Cruz and anybody else the option to speak during the public hearing. And if the developer isn't there, if council feels like we need to table this, you can still table that, that, that item number 12. Um, and you can still provide Ms. Cruz the opportunity to go ahead and, and speak. Um, if the developer wants to come back later and say, hey, I'm ready. Um, if they wanna join in via Zoom, provide we have the public comment card, um, right. which is still in effect, I believe. They can submit that as well. Um, but in essence, both items you can speak, and it's up to council to say, yes, we can. Um, again, Ms. Cruz, I know, is diligent about attending the meetings. I think it's great that she has that type of involvement um, and that she's able to, to speak her mind. I've, I've, I've seen her grow frustrated 
over the lack of counsel, um, heeding her advice and recommendations. And I think that when you have that type of citizen involvement, you want to keep that. You don't want to make people feel like they aren't allowed to speak or like they can't speak, especially when she puts in the time to stay informed. That's very key here in Socorro that our constituents, our citizens know what is going on. And if you see somebody like that, you want to encourage them to continue doing that. Yes, that's great advice, Jesus. And, and those are things that we do want everybody to do that. So uh, to Miss uh, Reese, to Miss Cruz, please get back on and, and, and tell them, hey, this is what's going on. We just found this out and we need everybody to be there. Uh, and, and that's what we need is a lot more community involvement. So moving on to, to the COVID-19. If you didn't know, well, now you know that 68 of our senior citizens here in the city of Socorro got vaccinated uh, by the city. Okay, they got vaccinated by a city and a company called Code 4, which is very great for us. And we're the only one in out, out of the El Paso City that got people vaccinated. Now, of course, nothing can be better, but there's always somebody who wants to rain on the parade. So let's get to that right now. And uh, here we go. Thank you, Mr. Reese, for joining us. And here you go. Discussing an action to approve code four emergency services vaccination clinic management proposal. Motion to approve discussion. Second. Good evening, Mayor and Council. I want to announce that the city of Socorro had their first vaccination clinic today. At Chayopodaca Community Center, the Department of State of Health Services with Elite Medical Transport administered 68 vaccinations in our community. I wanna share some pictures of today's event. We are extremely grateful to Dr. Sony and her team as they listened and they delivered. It is unacceptable that our community is traveling to Midland and other cities outside of our region to receive vaccines when we have the capability to service our community, community here locally. With that being said, it is my pleasure to introduce Code 4 Emergency Services. There is a proposal on the agenda today to put our plan in motion, utilizing CARES funding and strategic collaborations to administer the COVID-19 vaccination to our community and the surrounding areas. Please welcome Scott David. So that's our city manager, Sal, talking about what happened on that day. We got 68 of our senior citizens, our most vulnerable in the city of Socorro, vaccinated. They didn't have to go to the convention center, to the Coliseum, or be in their cars for three hours or an hour waiting to get vaccinated. We're the only ones in the entire county to do this. Now, if you remember, Sal, they were asking for permission to do this. Do you remember that? And yeah. they fought them. They fought them. They fought them. They fought them for some crazy reason. Uh, I think we were in that meeting. We told them, why not? You know, those are things that we need here in the city of Socorro. Of course, we need food banks. We need more help for our, our, our citizens here in Socorro. But, Sal, our city council fought this, and our city manager fought back and got the permission of forzas, right? So what do you think? Now we have 68 people vaccinated. What do you think? And that's the, that's the misfortune or the divide between 
the lack of understanding from city council, elected officials versus city employees. And so then we are seeing two different bodies within our government, local government, that who really has the best interest for Socorro? Yeah. So we could look at the efforts of Ms. Rodarte, what she was able to accomplish, 68 vaccines, 68 persons that were able to take that. And again, the elderly, the vulnerable, that's an accomplishment right there. Tell me who in city council can say that? Nobody. 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 So that credit, give it to Ms. Rodarte, Mr. Orreta, because I know he's been yeah, heavily Mr. involved. Heavily involved. And for all of, all of, you know, every other staff that participated, and yes, of course, we don't have those names and, and we can only speak for those that, that are being brought to light. So that's why I'm giving credit to Mr. Orreta and to Ms. Rodarte. But then why the pushback? Why, why do we have that pushback? Why do we even have to ask permission when we, you, you, you know, as an educator, not all educators have been vaccinated. No. So it's a struggle in that sense for our uh, educators to, to even obtain the vaccine. And you guys are being mandated to do classroom uh, instruction. Right. And, and you guys are not vaccinated. So if we are being granted as a city to take in a hundred vaccines, then that's a hundred Socorians that will get the opportunity to get the vaccine. And why shut it down? Why say no to that? That's a hundred because El Paso continues to struggle in the sense there's too much of a demand and the supply is not there. So I've seen examples where there's people that they tell me that they're on the computer waiting for that ticker to go on so they could log in and for them just to get a notice, uh, sorry, uh, all slots have been filled. Yeah. Uh, so you might have 50,000 people at the same time waiting to register and only, you know, 20,000 got, got lucky. Yeah. So, you know, uh, it's just it's just a misfortune when you hear a council that has a a uh, special interest, and we've already identified that. But hey, you know, kudos to Ms. Rodarte, to Mr. Reta for uh, looking out for for the citizens, and and I'm pretty sure you know us at our age we would like to get it, but we also understand that our elderly are the 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 ones that need it the most so so that was a good call as well too for them to go ahead and, and get vaccinated and and we'll get to the call right now and then just to 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 tell to to piggyback on what you said so this the sisd did make this huge announcement when immunized el paso that they're gonna vaccinate everybody but at the end of the day they didn't vaccinate their teachers that was a false pretense given by the superintendent, he didn't, he didn't vaccinate teachers. He vaccinated 1A and 1B, just like everybody else is doing, using Socorro property. And that kind of gets to me because I'm an educator. And if the district that I work for said, we're going to let them do whatever, 
that I think teachers should be down now. Teacher, let me tell you something. Isla Independent School District is trying to help everybody out because they're already vaccinating all the teachers, which I hope that Socorro as well does that for the teachers because it doesn't look like they're doing it because they don't like getting help from anybody. And 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 they're right now Paso and 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 Socorro are the only they're they're just getting the permission to become their own vaccinators. But another district like Tornillo vaccinated 88%. 88% of their staff. I'm guessing the 12% didn't want to get vaccinated and they have the right to not get vaccinated. But don't come here or one of the largest districts and say that we're going to vaccinate because you didn't. And that makes a false pretense on a lot of teachers from the city of Socorro and And that saddens me because I have a lot of friends in there. I have a lot of, I know a lot of people, good people that are teachers and they thought they were going to get vaccinated. And guess what? They weren't vaccinated. It was a false pretense. They left them hanging and people are going to Odessa. People are going to Alamogordo. People are going everywhere to get vaccinated, which isn't cool. So in addition to what you're just saying, Alex, uh, look at, at Socorro, what they had to do. They had to convert uh, Chayo Apodaca into a clinic. Yeah. Now, check this out. Socorro Independent School District has a clinic. That's true. So you have the facility. There's a city that doesn't have the facility yeah. and they converted it and they vaccinated 60. What was that number? Was it 60? 68. 68. So they vaccinated 68 out of, out of a recreational center versus SISD has a clinic and uh, maybe we should find out how many have they vaccinated. Well, let me tell you something. Rodate will tell you what happens with the school district. She's going to tell you right now. So let's go to the next clip. Okay. Uh, This is uh, one of the code four employees talking about uh, Socorro. Uh, I've done a lot of work uh, in in and around rural communities and smaller communities in the state of Texas and the United States. And I have never come in contact with a city municipality as focused, as mission-driven, and on the ball as the city of Socorro. It was a true delight from our first phone call um, with Victor uh, to meeting Adriana. Uh, I have been blown away and impressed. And um, I think it's an outrage that uh, really, community has not been focused on in El Paso County. And so anything that we can do to help, we, we stand ready to, to do so. So this gentleman is from out of city and he comes to Socorro saying, look at your admin, look at what they're doing. Look at, oh my God, this is a pleasure. This is all this stuff, but nothing to do with council. Council, like you said, Sal, they're just, it's all about them. Not about the city, Miss um, um, Colombia Lobos trying to fix Regina. Uh, Mister Duran is trying to make money, uh, suing the city. Reyes wants keys to go in whenever he wants. Those are things that that I believe our our us ourselves and 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 our our actual staff fought against 
But if you give the staff an opportunity to do work, this is what happens. Something nobody else, not Tornillo, not Sanelli, not Clint, not Fabens, not Montana Vista, Socorro brought this. And you see the people talking about it. These are things that, that we lose because of our council members. And this is what people need to know. When you get a council member that sues a city, that makes money off selling houses or uh, and fixing roads, that's what you're going to get because your tia, tia, cousin, primo told you to vote for them. But when you really look at people who are trying to big bring things, then you should listen to staff or listen to people who actually want to be in that position and help people. So what do you think? Uh, so I don't know if um, I, I need to recall the picture again, because I did, I did see the pictures, but again, correct me if I'm wrong, because, you know, um, we do make mistakes at times. Right. And so then when I need to be corrected, then correct me. But um, that picture where I saw the medical team, uh, and I'm pretty sure it was, you know, the person that we just heard speak about, I, I noticed two people that popped out. Uh, in that picture, Ms. Rodarte and Mr. Reta. Yep, yep. And so when I saw that picture, I did not say to myself, this happened because of city council. Nope, I didn't say that. I said, this happened because of them too. Yeah, oh yeah. They love the city. They love the city to the death. Victor Reta could be working for anybody right now as a program manager because he's so good at what he does. Right. But he loves the city. He loves his coworkers. Uh, I, I know that I worked with him for a short time and man, there was nothing he couldn't do. I don't think no is in his vocabulary to be very right. honest with you. So I also wanted to add, and I'm not, again, I don't recall the, the other pictures, but you know, I, again, I don't recall whether I saw city council volunteering their their help in preparing documents or anything. I, you're right. I think I did see somebody, but then my perception to that is that, oh, you just showed up and crashed the party so you could say that you were there, but where were you from day one till to the day of? Right. So the one person that was in the picture was our mayor, Ivy Avalos. So the mayor, um, she uh, she was there. Um, she's been in the talks. I'm not sure what her role is, but, you know, I don't know if she has a full-time job, but she has the ability to attend these meetings. So I'm not, we, I'm not sure what she did or didn't do, but she was in the picture. Right. Okay, so we're there. She's there, I guess, but... Yeah, to, so my perception on that was like, oh, you just came to crush the party then. <laughs> maybe. So, so you could say, oh, I was there. I was helping. That's why I was questioning. How much did you do from the beginning to the end? Because that presentation a couple of months ago from Mr. Reta, man, I think, I, I think that was all him. Yeah. Oh, yeah. In that presentation. And he killed it. So that's where I'm counting because I'm even sure we were to ask Mr. Reta, when did you start? It had to start way before that in order for him to present what he presented. 
So giving, giving it just a time frame from that presentation to the day of the vaccinations, where were you in all of this, Mayor? That's true. Or did you just crash the party, you know? Yeah, and you're absolutely right. That's a fair question. That's a fair question. So, of course, no, no good thing in Socorro can be got, done without question. So here we have Mr. Ralph Duran asking a question, a silly question. Are we going to have, because uh, I heard that there was long lines today to vaccinate 68 people. Are we going to have this at multiple locations throughout the city? No, sir, there was not a line in place. The reason that we have people lined up is because of the 15 minutes that they have to wait after the vaccination, but not because they were waiting to get vaccinated. Okay. That seems like a lot of people to run through in one week at one location. Correct. And the location wouldn't be Chayo at this multitude with, with a, you know, with a thousand. We are looking at other venues that we can accommodate the a thousand um, vaccinations. Right now it was, it was a small operation and that's why we selected Chayo and it worked out perfectly, but there was no long lines. The only thing was, is that they do have to wait for 15 minutes so we can monitor them. It, it's a requirement. Mr. Reyes? So we have to. So we do know we know who didn't go. Yeah, Ralph Duran. <laughs> he didn't go, but what happened? He heard, just like anonymous. He yep. heard there was long lines. Obviously, he didn't show up. God forbid he takes a couple minutes, make sure people are okay. You know, hey, let me help you. Maybe with some settling money, I can buy you a water. You know, that, uh, you know, if you have settlement money from the city of Socorro, buy somebody a water. Maybe, you know, donate some water so they can give to the citizens because it's, I mean, it wasn't hot. It wasn't hot then, but it's getting hotter now. But yes, uh, Mr. Duran did not show up. But hearsay is very famous in Socorro. And because I heard there was long lines, you know, of course there's long lines, of course, because there is more need that, there is more want than uh, there. Um, there is more need than there is supply. So that's what happens when when people when that happens to people, and and those are things that we have to live with in this time. But I guess we can't do anything right in Socorro because again, our city council uh, reigns on the parade of something that should be celebrated. Nobody in the county is not helping us. Sal, the county has mobile mobiles, uh, mobile vaccination sites parked somewhere, and they're not here and they're not coming. These people jumped over the county. Our staff jumped over the county and got the city of Socorro residents, our most vulnerable, our senior citizens, 68 vaccinations. But Mr. Duran says, wait, 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 there was a line. There has to be something bad because not everything is good here. And you can see his thoughts are there. He heard, no, because somebody must have told him, oh, there was lines, Ralph. Oh, there was lines. Oh, I'll put a stop to that. But I'll bring the injection that helps these people survive a pandemic. Of course, we can't celebrate that, Sal. We can't. 
What do you think? Well, Mr. Duran, um, he should be invited to go to the Coliseum then uh, because there's lines just to get in and then there's still lines to get inside and then there's still lines to get vaccinated. And then there's a waiting area once you get vaccinated, like Ms. Rodarte said, uh, 15 minute wait. So there's lines everywhere. So yeah, they might be serving in the thousands and we, we did you know below 70, but man, nothing can please this guy, you know? Nothing. Uh, show up, I mean, show up. Give a little bit of your uh, public servant uh, time and 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 it's in your district. The Chayapodaca is in your district, and and if you can be there, you know the two three hours that we're probably out there. Hey, at least make a little presence and and like you said, take some water and hey guys, uh, thank you guys for for coming in. Feel free. There's some potato chips. There's some yeah. some water bottle. Help yourself and and thank you for representing our city. Sopas, nothing. <laughs> no. Nothing. No, porque there, nothing can be right in Socorro. We, they just jumped the county of El Paso. This is what the city of Socorro did. They jumped the county and did things on their own. Why? Because there's people's lives at stake. And if you want to do something, let me tell you, uh, Miss uh, Colombia Lobos was there and she, she left. Something happened. She was there for one vote and left. So that's another thing that was very interesting. Mm -hmm. um, all right. So we go back. Ms. Rodate has something else to say. Uh, very interesting about, the, about what happened. And, and hopefully we get more clearance on what, what did happen. For our community, we do want to expand our services to San Elisario Horizon. Anyone on the east side of town of El Paso County. The reason for that is that we have no providers on this side of town. All of them are geared to either the northeast or east side of town. So we want to make sure that we service this area and, you know, we have transportation, mobility, language barriers, a lot of challenges that we will be um, helping our community get vaccinated faster as a proactive approach. Wow. So Sanelli, Tornillo, Clint, Fabian, if you're hearing us, get in, get in contact with our city manager because our our um, our mayor, I don't know if they're going to contact you to another mayor. Our city council only talks to state representatives. Um, so if you're in Tornillo and you're part of the part of the local government, get in contact with Socorro. We're not the old Socorro we used to be. Okay, we're the new Socorro that actually is bringing a lot of good to this lower valley. So if you want some help, contact Ms. Rodate. I think your information's online. If we can do it, you can do it. And you just heard Ms. Rodate say the valley. El Valle Bajo. Let's do it. Let's work together. So. Yeah, that's great that she's uh, expanding that horizon because you know what? This COVID doesn't have a border. No. Uh, it doesn't have a border. It's everybody's been affected. Uh, like you said earlier on, uh, we didn't have the capabilities of getting the vaccine. Uh, we just did our, our first 68. And so where was everybody else going? Whether they were going to El Paso, they were going to Midland, Lubbock, they were going to different locations. Why? Because 
if they got that opportunity, people were willing to travel uh, long distances and for hours to get that vaccine. So uh, Socorro is no different. Tornillo, Faven, Sanelli, all of them, there's no different. They're in the same battle that we are all in. So if, uh, if Ms. Rodarte saw that everything went out pretty smooth and it was a secure, controlled environment, then her thought process was like, hey, we could expand our services and, and let's go ahead and, and help out our, our neighbors because they are our neighbors, you know? Yeah. So, so I mean, uh, another great thing that goes unnoticed, but I'm pretty sure city council wasn't too proactive, like Midrolate said, let's be proactive. <laughs> yeah, and you want to be proactive in this kind of times, you know, a food bank would help. Hey, you know what? Uh, something to the citizens of Socorro, help them out, what's going on. But, but we'll talk about that right now. We have one more, one more clip we want to show you guys or not show you because we're on, but we want to make you here. One second. I don't know what the feasibility would be in terms of doing this, but uh, just, a, just as a thought, maybe work with uh, the local school districts as far as maybe. Oh, this is an ugly, ugly question. Remember what you said about the school districts? Remember what we talked about, Sal? This mm -hmm. is what I wanted to get to. Check this out. Uh, uh, helping us by letting us use a facility that they may have. Uh, again, only I, I don't know the, the, the logistics or the, the liability issues, but maybe something worth exploring. Yes, and I know that we've had several meetings uh, this week when Code World 4 was here. We talked to El Paso County, to ESG number two, to the school districts. Um, some are some of them are accommodating, some are just not um, understanding, I guess, our concepts or our plan. Um, but we are having those conversations and we will continue to have them to make sure that we service the entire area. I would love to be a fly in the room to see what school district doesn't get what we're trying to do. Mm -hmm. And this is exactly what you touched on, Sal. Okay, you said it perfectly. We don't even have a clinic in the city of Socorro and we vaccinated 68 people. SISD has a clinic. What's going on? What are we not understanding? How can we not help our brothers? Is it because it's election season? You know, it's election season, right? For school board? Yes. You would think they'd be jumping through hoops and say, "Ah, oh, I want to help, especially our our representative for our for our area, Gary Gandara, and, and say, hey, I'm going to help and I'm going to do this. But no, no, it's election season. Uh, what are, What's going on? Let's let's calm down. You hit it on before, Sal. Why not? Why can nobody understand what we're trying to do? Or is this even the, the county? They talk to the county. And they don't, they couldn't, they couldn't phantom what, what Socorro did. What's going on? Why not help each other? We're all human. We're part of the human race. No matter what we do, no matter what we say, we help each other out. Why not now? It's just difficult to, I guess, grasp that. And it could possibly be one of those uh, power struggles, but again, like I said earlier, there's no, there's no, COVID doesn't have a border. 
And so then you want to make sure that that anybody that has the facilities or the manpower to to jump in. Um, I'm pretty sure that, you know, if I was a, uh, a registered nurse or something in that capacity, I would have volunteered my services. I would have asked Ms. Rodate, hey, can I volunteer a couple of hours and, and help you guys vaccinate? But unfortunately, that's not my profession. I have a different profession. But there's, there, there's, there's a lot of resources that are out there, but we put a lot of red tape. Well, not we, but in general, there's a lot of red tape being put. And so then you got to talk, look at all the efforts that Ms. Rodarte did. Yeah. And, and everything that she was probably calling, she was getting a no or let's get back at you. And so then Ms. Rodarte was like, okay, so I guess nobody's supporting it. So let me just open up Chayo Podaca, but then we got a city two rep complaining about the long lines because he heard from anonymous people. So, oh man, you just can't beat these people. I mean, you 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 really can't. You 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 can give them a, a gold bar, and they're gonna say, "Why isn't it bigger?" <laughs> and, and these are things that that I see, and and I I was talking to somebody today, and I'm like, I'm not political enough, I guess, because. When I think, I'm like, well, what can we do to help the people? No, no, no. You first, you have to think about what's good for you. Well, what fills my soul is helping others. And that's why me and you are here, to help others. And those are things that 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 you and I want for the city of Socorro. And that's why we do this every Wednesday. And, and we try to help the people to, hey, get involved, get educated. Let's move Socorro forward. So last question, Sal. The, I, I told you the meeting was only an hour, three minutes long. Why was the, why was the meeting an hour and three minutes long only? Did the three councilmen bring any topics, uh, which was Mayor uh, Reyes, uh, Colon, Altra, and Ralph? <clears throat> I don't think that they brought anything to the table because they saw the backlash from the previous council that the city employees came on board and, and put a little uh, stop, you know, they stopped their, their little party that they, they, they were having, they thought they were going to have, but, um, you know, these are the things that, that has, the city council needs to put a lot of thought into, of to start bringing in real agenda items. Um, you have been giving them free advice. There's pantries. There's that uh, CARES money that needs to be spent down. Uh, I'm pretty sure that, you know, there's people that are backed up on their electricity bills or their yeah. water bills and, and possibly even some uh, homeowners may be late on their payments. You know, there's different circumstances. And of course, everybody has their own situation. But where is it that the city is, is, is it's reaching out and, and helping out? Um, you know, I would love to participate if there was a, a uh, um, some sort of a drive-through uh, food bank, but because I don't see that, I can't go and volunteer my services. And, and so those are the things that I think that that's, you, you just stated right now earlier, you said, maybe I'm not politician enough. You don't have to be politician. This is just common sense. Right. This is common sense, and this is just, 
you having that human aspect nature of it. And you ran because not only did you want to be in public office, but you wanted to help out the people. And if you're not doing that, then, then you're running for the wrong reasons. And again, like I told Mr. Duran in his face a long time ago, city uh, people in Socorro that have a self-interest, they run for office and proven point. Uh, I've, I've proven my point, uh, yeah. council after council, because, uh, you know, I'm not going to bash on everybody. There are good council uh, people uh, currently serving, but at the same time, just because you're good doesn't mean that you don't have the time to go and, and check up on your constituents, such as events like the one that we just had. So District 1 should have been out there. District 2 should have been out there. Uh, three and four and the mayor was there uh, but that also brings the morale up from uh, the city employees and because you were so interested of getting a list of phone numbers with pictures and and yeah. and uh, email addresses well that would have been a great opportunity for you to see some faces in person and actually say hi to them in person and you could have accomplished something that got turned down and have that human aspect of it. So again, it's that human nature of why you run for office, why you want to be a servant. But if you're self-indulging, then, then, then we don't need that. We don't need that, uh, that type of personnel yeah. to be running the city. You're absolutely right. And, and another thing, and it's, it's kind of one of those things that uh, going through our, our Saturday Going back to our Saturday podcast, we did find property of Mr. Duran on Mr. Reyes's, um, because Mr. Duran is not, I don't know if he, he, he's supposed to live in district two, but he has a lot of properties all over, all over the city of Socorro, uh, on slide 12, I believe that's his property with three trailers. Okay. That's his property that Mr. Reyes brought to us. And said, we need to clean this up. But that is your own councilman. I want to know, where are the fines? Where are the notices? Where are they? Because remember, this is the man that wanted to, for lack of better words, screw the Croker Road residents. He wanted to take the houses without giving them any money. When the floods happened, uh, and that was like, what? Why would you do that? But of course, he's got his money. He's got his settlements. And he's not going to spend money on cleaning anything. So we got to make sure that Mr. Durana knows that we know that's his property. And that he should be um, cited for it. He should be cited for it. Right. Because that's his property. That's where he owns it. It needs to look respectable. Just like here, I know me and Sal live in the same area. We see a lot of people park different ways and we're like, whoa, whoa, whoa. What's happening? Excuse me. What's happening here? So, you know, if, if your own city councilman can change the rules like he did for the containers and he got grandfathered in, how fair is that to our residents, Sal? 
our own residents have to pay those fines. I I got cited for having my tire out in the front, the tire that I flip over or a sledgehammer with a hammer, and I got I got cited for it. And I'm like, okay, so I put it in the back. But even I got cited for it, for having a workout tire in the front. Mr. Ralph Duran hasn't seen any justice because he either gets uh, it grandfathered in, but he can't escape this one. And, and that's a question we had for Mr. Reyes when he didn't show up. What's going to happen to his property? It's slide 12 with the three trailers. Why is that fair? So why, is, why is that happening to Mr. Duran, how how does he get away with it? How should why is he so shifty? So it's not fair to begin with, <clears throat> because all the rules should comply to everybody. Doesn't matter your position, your title, who you are. Um, the rules are the rules, and so um, <clears throat> that was a question that I know it was going to get posted to Mr. Reyes, but he chose to skip out on three constituents and go speak to one of them. And we haven't heard from him ever again. Nope. So he thinks he's going to get away, but that's actually coming up. That is a question that I will be asking uh, during public comment. And I had it planned to speak on it uh, this last meeting, but I, due to probably, you know, having so many things on my mind, right. uh, I totally forgot. I totally forgot that it was city council and, and so, but I still have it. I still have the question and the question is going to be that um, <clears throat> Mr. Ray, as you identify uh, slide number 12 as being Mr. Duran, are you going to call public, uh, I mean, code enforcement on him to make sure that his property is, um, you know, in standard because he did mention that he has made calls to, to uh, code enforcement. So, I don't know how his neighborhood, but a lot of those pictures were within his neighborhood. So yeah. he's made the call. So that's going to be my question. Are you going to call in on Ralph Duran? So funny thing is that Saturday, I, I actually uh, was talking to a constituent that has a uh, business. Mm -hmm. And uh, he was telling me that he got cited. And so I started laughing and he didn't see the humor in it but I, I explained to him and I told him the reason why I'm laughing is because I want you to tell this to the judge when you go up and tell the judge and I say man with all due respect I'm gonna go ahead and pay my fine because yes I was non-compliance but I also want to let you know that on city council slide number 12 Mr. Ralph Duran elected official has a property that actually looks worse than mine. And so how come he's not being cited? How come code enforcement is not out there? And how come if, if I'm being cited, why, why is there a preference? Because I'm just a constituent and he's an elected official. So I told him to say that to the judge. So whether he's gonna do it or not, I'm not sure. Oh, but I, I, just, I just educated that constituent by letting him know that it is unfair. That's why I said earlier on, it's unfair, listen, because a regular constituent, the average Joe is gonna be in front of the judge and the judge, you know, could go either way, give you 30 days, clean it up. If not, you know what, I already gave you enough time, you got pay up and, and they get cited. But then wrapped it on, 
for how long has he had his uh, trailers there because they're rusted already. They look like they've been there for more than months. Yeah, years. And, 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 and well, <laughs> even worse, right? So, uh, so why is he getting a pass? So that's the question that will be coming to Mr. Reyes. I know he listens to these podcasts. So don't let don't let that be a, a, a question. Uh, so hopefully he listens and hopefully he does call code enforcement. So when I call it in, he could say, Mr. Chagoya already called it in. <laughs> that would be nice. That would be nice. But let's see what happens. So uh, just to, just to finish my the thing I was going to tell you is that when I got my letter, it said second notice already. What was the first? Where was the first? Exactly right, sir. Where was the first? And I did call and I did talk to the person in charge or who wrote me that. And he says, don't use that tone of voice. Well, I'm going to use the tone of voice I want. Because no, wow. let me tell you, citizens, do not, do not, do not. Because Mr. Ralph Duran has several properties that are out of compliance and they're not, and they're, they're not changing them. They're grandfathering them in. There, you need to fight because there's people that I know that have a lot of stuff going on, and 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 right now it's not the time to be finding people or 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 court enforcement when a, a sitting councilman, a city councilman cannot clean his properties, and it's not just one; it's several. So there's where we have that. For some reason, it always comes back to Mr. Duran. Uh, his ears must be ringing every Wednesday. But it is what it is. Sal, any last words? No. So just uh, basically what you just said, uh, you just gave me a second question that I will ask. And that is, what is grandfathered in? Because a lot of these businesses uh, have been around in Socorro. So then if he's grandfathered in, then we need to understand then what businesses have been grandfathered in, such as uh, Mr. Ralph Sudan. Uh, situation or properties because if so then maybe court enforcement is giving the wrong businesses the wrong ticket and if they're making them accountable because there's new charter there's new rules there's new ordinances then Mr. Duran should not get a pass he should get fined and he should pay his fine and clean up his properties that is that is absolutely right thank you Sal for joining me it was me and Sal today uh, we took a week off, but we're back. Um, I almost didn't listen to the city council meeting, but I had to. And of course, we find all this goody information. Uh, so thank you, everybody, for listening to us. Please let us know. We can help you with anything. We're here to help. Uh, ask the questions. Speak up at city council meetings. Uh, we're here for you. And always remember, watch what they do, not what they say. Election season's coming up for our school board members alumni Pablo Barrera from El Valle Bajo podcast is running against Gary Gandara. Um, and then uh, we, we ran into some people that said Gary hasn't brought as much. I don't know. Uh, it is what it is. Uh, the proof is in the pudding. Uh, so let us know what you think. Any questions, comments, or concerns, you can reach us at Garcia Parasoco or El Valle Bajo or Bajo at Bajo podcast uh, on Twitter and Garcia Parasocorro at yahoo.com sal appreciate your time buddy i always love talking to you take care and we'll see you guys next time bye-bye all right bye